Hey, thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brad Cornell. Here we go again. HopeForHeroesTexas.org. You'll want to go there and uh, check out our website. But we have got an exciting The Way to the Badge podcast today. And I'm blessed and honored to have an incredible lady on with me today. You know, so many times it's always the officer. And I have wives that their husbands are officers. But I very seldom, in fact, I don't know if I've had a husband that's an officer and his wife that's not an officer, but very powerful in the community and just an amazing lady. And I am blessed today. She's from Austin, Texas. Her husband's one of the most well-respected officers in the the uh, Austin PD, Donald. He is just a great guy. I knew, I've known them for about two years now, and uh, they're just an amazing couple. They have three daughters, three grandchildren who live in Idaho. She owns the owner and broker of Blue Line Realty. <laughs> That's not surprising, right? She's a very <laughs> successful in real estate. She served as a chairman of the 100 Club since 2015 to 2018. She's dedicated to the well-being of financially and the uh, emotional support of our police, fire, EMS from 2015 to 2018. Folks, that's three years, and I'm talking about some serious dedication on the 100 Club. She's She, again, is very successful. You know, I could say so much about her and so much about her husband, but um, it's so special to have her on today. And, you know, she's a woman of steel and velvet. I'm telling you, I've met with her and had to, got to spend time with her. We're praying and hoping to God that she comes on the board of directors for Hope for Heroes because we need that kind of horsepower. But would you help me welcome today to the Weight of the Badge podcast, Miss Tammy Baker. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. It's very exciting to be a part of Hope for Heroes. And as you said, I'm looking forward to uh, what role I can play to uh, assist you all. Well, I appreciate that, Tammy. Your your presence always makes a difference. And Donald and you as a team, he's been, I know, for 34 years, he's been an officer and a lot more than that, of course, in uh, in Austin. And you guys are such a well-respected couple because even though you're not, quote, an officer, you do so much for the Austin PD. And I've been up there at meetings when you pretty much, I mean, they look to you for a lot of uh, wisdom and discernment and um, bread pudding. And <laughs> stuff yes. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I know for 34 years, you've had a lot of challenges, a lot of things you've seen. You've been through so many different uh, just aspects of the police, the police officer's situation with Donald. And, you know, he's uh, he's one of those guys is, is so steady. And so just when you talk to him, he's just such a blessing to talk to. And he's got, again, just so respected. So I just wanted to have you on today and have you give us kind of some insight being the wife of a police officer. And of course, you know, it's I call you the superheroes because if something happens to him, you've got to take over and deal with the family and deal with all the challenges. And every day, you never know if you're going to get that phone call. So, you know, again, you're a very strong, powerful lady. But again, you've got the heart the size of Texas. And I do appreciate your friendship. And so just give us kind of a an overview, kind of what it was like maybe when you first got married and, and it started, there had to be some challenges through this whole 34 years. So uh, give us some is, insight. That is indefinite. Yes. <laughs> so when we first got married, he was with LA County um, Deputy Sheriffs. And that was quite the experience. I was from Idaho and moved to California, LA to be with him. And culture shock. And then, um, 
at the time he would bring his reports home and I was just in awe on what he would do in a day's work. Uh, we were there during the LA riots. So that was quite the experience. And um, after it was over, I told him, take me out of California. I don't care where in the United States, but out of California. (laughs) (laughs) So he grew up in Huntsville and then went to UT. So this was where he wanted to come back to. Um, Austin has been a fantastic place for us to relocate and raise our three daughters. Um, As a spouse of an officer for so many years. I mean, you know, I've never been married to anyone else. So I honestly couldn't tell you what it would be like to uh, not be a spouse of a police officer. (laughs) But um, yeah, you do go through, I think, a lot of trials and tribulations that most people don't. Um, I've gone through the highs where everybody's like, oh, it's so cool. Your husband's a police officer to the lows of don't tell anyone that he's a police officer. So that that's kind of, you know, uh, been difficult at times. Um, Have you seen that more in the last five years, say, or 10 years? Or when, when have you really experienced that more than ever? I will say it's varied. So right after the... LA riots. It was like that as well out in LA. Um, I can remember my coworkers when my husband was out there for six years and in six years he attended seven funerals. And one of the funerals, one of my coworkers told me, Oh, that's such a waste of our taxpayers money. Um, So it's, it's been there all along. Um, your smaller communities are definitely more grateful, just like Bernie. You can feel the difference. Literally, when, when I say that, you can feel the difference when you're around people. Yes. Um, you come here in Austin, and it's back to the way I felt out there in L.A. So, you know, it, it definitely is... I think larger cities have a different view on law enforcement than your smaller ones do. But for the most part, you know, my daughters, their daddy's their hero. Sure. How, that, fact, how was that growing up for your daughters? Now, L.A. and, and all that, but being that having three daughters and mom and dad, of course, the hero. But how does, how does law enforcement affect the family? I would say it was a definite positive. Our middle daughter, when she went off to law school... You have to write a uh, entry essay. And for Father's Day, after she was accepted in law school, she presented it to my husband. And it talked about how Batman is a hero and he fights crime. And how she had her own Batman in her dad. Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. it was. In fact, we framed it. It was pretty incredible. But that's how my girls grew up. Their dad was everything. And, um, you know, I, and I'd have to say my husband, that's his personality, no matter if he was law enforcement or not. But it, it definitely 
with what he represents and represented their whole life as they were growing up, the right and wrong, it definitely made a positive impact on them. Well, Donald makes a positive impact on about everybody he meets. <laughs> I mean, he is just he, that, he is he's just that kind of guy. You guys both are just um, really an awesome couple. Do you, as wives, um, do you interact with other wives a lot, or is it is it kind of one of those things to where everybody kind of sticks to themselves, or do you have a women's uh, a wives group? You know, unfortunately, it is more of sticking to yourself. Um, It's difficult with different shifts. And as a lot of the officers and their spouses haven't gotten to this point yet, probably in their relationships of where they're at in the department, but as you go up the chain, so Donald is now a commander and he's been a commander for... 14 years. And when you're an officer and you're on a shift, you become very close to that shift and you do shift gatherings. And so you do have some of that uh, relationship among the spouses there. But as you grow up and move up the ladder, that starts being eliminated. Um, it's, It's not as common that people are going to invite the commander to a party because the commander <laughs> usually, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, and it's like Donald says, if we go someplace, if we're invited to someplace, we're the first there and the first to leave. Um, oh. It's just a wise move. And that's, that's what happens as you move up the ladder. It's that way in the military. It's, you know, the same way with yeah. the police department. But um, Donald does something a little bit different than, I would say 90% of your police officers. And that is he has allowed me to be a part of his life. Mm-hmm. So many, I've, I talked to so many officers and I asked them, you know, they just went through a critical incident. Do you share that with your spouse? No, I don't. And they don't realize that if they're not sharing those type of things with their spouse, their spouse doesn't know how to handle the emotions that come out after that. And Donald has always allowed me to be a part of that. And in fact, um, he is all about family and he's about nurturing the family. And he tries to talk about that to the people under him. You have to nurture your family at home. If you don't nurture your family at home, then when you retire, the family in blue is gone. Yeah. They're not beside you. That's right. It, it's the person at home that's beside you. And so we've tried to also instill that in others. Um, we've had events out here at our house with 153 police families. You know, it's whatever we can do to help. But going back to your original question, there have been... Uh, police spouse associations before the problem is is the distance that people live a and then sometimes the officers themselves feel that it might become a gossip group yeah and so they don't encourage their spouse to get involved and it's sad because you do need that other person to understand Um, I do have a couple friends that if I needed them, I could call them, but 
my husband is my best friend. And that is, that what is it should who be. I yeah. turn to. But I mean, we talk about, we, we do daily walks and we talk about situations that are going on. And I'm there as his buffer. Um, and I, when I say buffer, more of a bouncing board, you know, he can yeah. bounce things off of me. And because we've always talked about police work, I understand where he's coming from. Well, um, I also bake for the police department, the Austin Police Association every month. So I have that ability to be around the officers and know intricate details of what's going on in the department where so many other families, they have no clue. Hoping for the best. The Way to the Badge podcast is sponsored by the Bevy Hotel in Bernie, Texas. And Apache Rifle Works in Comfort, Texas, open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Keeps going on. When those sirens are gone. That is what's really interesting. You know, at Hope for Heroes here, of course, I deal with the police officers and the wives when they come to an event. And folks, you can go on hopeforheroes.org, uh, tx.org, and check out exactly what we do because it really is amazing what uh, what these officers, how we get to witness the joy that they get to see. And um, we're just really excited about it. And when I talk to the officers, oh, you're absolutely right. I guess because, you know, a lot of times the partners ride together, I guess. And I've had the experiences where, I ask one, I'll ask the one officer, so how do you deal with your spouse? Nothing. She, I don't tell her anything. She can't handle what I do every day, so I don't talk to her about anything that I do. And I said, so you don't talk? It, nothing? No, not at all. Then another one will say, well, I wait till I'm home an hour, and then I'll give her bits and pieces of it. But then by the time I get going, I don't feel like messing with it. And I said, it is amazing, the communication. And um, there are, because I, and I guess some of the things they see, ladies and gentlemen, my gosh, you can't imagine what some of our officers witness in a day. I mean, and that's what's so amazing about the officers and about our first responders. I mean, I've, gosh, Tammy, I've seen these guys. I mean, I've rode with them, I ride with them, and I'll see them call down a, terrible uh, husband-wife fight, then they're pretty soon they're help, helping the EMS get to a, uh, a a fire or a, some little girl hurt herself, and then pretty soon they're over here working traffic, and then they're terrible mm-hmm. accident. How in the world? And so I can see that it's important to come back, though, and have somebody to talk to. So what a blessing well, it is I to wish, have you. I wish more spouses would do ride-alongs. Yes. So there was one ride-along I had done, and it was one of the very first calls. He was working the night shift and it was an attempted suicide. So we get to the call and it's a 13 year old girl who had slit both of her wrists. Donald and I are the first two on the scene. Ambulance is pulling up, but we're the first ones going into the house. And she looks at me and she looks at him and she says, I want to talk to you only. And I'm, my eyes are like, oh my gosh. And so paramedics are in there, you know, um, patching her up and doing the gauze and stuff on her wrist. And 
she's telling me about her stepfather. And we leave that call and Donald says, okay, put that behind. It's time to move on. And I'm still thinking about our oldest daughter at that time was 13 and at home. And I'm trying to process, holy moly, you know, what this child was going through, the same age as our oldest daughter. And how does this not affect? And so that really opened up my eyes to this is what he has to go through on a daily basis and then come home to me. And if I can't understand what he's been through, how can I help him? And so to me, it's so important that these officers and these families can do this and be able to communicate and see the other side. There's been times where my husband never cusses. In 33 years of marriage, I can count literally on two hands how many times I've heard him cuss. And one night he comes home and he just blew up. And I said, hold on. I know that is not directed towards me. I am not the cause of that anger or that uh, stress that you're under right now. And I told him, you need to go see somebody because that's beyond my, my help, my skills. But I was able to recognize that where so many spouses, if they've never been given a chance to understand what the officer is dealing with on the other side when they're out there on the streets, then they're just looking at that individual, that officers are coming home and just saying, you are grouchy. I'm done. And that's why our divorce rate is so extremely high. It's we have to learn how to break down and be able to communicate and understand those stresses and learn how to debrief, know when to ask questions and back off. Is there some help? I mean, are there, if there's people listening to this program, I mean, are there, are there different counselors and some help if a, a, a wife wants to say, okay, look, it's been 10 years we've been married. This isn't working as far as, um, me understanding what he does and da, da, da. is there some counseling available? You know, I, there with Austin police department, there used to be, um, we had an absolutely fantastic counselor, uh, Rick, uh, Bradstreet and Albert Contera. And the things that they did is when we first started out, Donald and I first started out here, they had put us on a panel and they made all the cadets and their significant others attend this panel. And it was a panel of, uh, there were three couples on there. And we talked about some of the things that they're going to be experiencing with being married to an officer. They stopped that. Really? You know, and then Albert Cantera and Bradstreet were also there that, yes, if... If, if I had recognized this before, when they were uh, with the Austin Police Department, I could have called one of them up and said, hey, do you mind talking to Donald? And that's what's really scary is there isn't anyone that I am aware of. And the spouse is the first one to know there is a personality difference. Sure. Because those officers, when they put that uniform on and they go to work, 
they put that barrier on. I'm tough. I've got it. You know, I'm here for my fellow brother, my fellow sister. We've got their back. But when they come home, it's that that person at home, they can see the personality change. So as chair of the 100 Club of Central Texas for years, I, I did it for four years, and I had 12 families that I had to attend to with fallen officers. Two of them were suicides. And one of them had served 32 years and was two months away from retiring when he committed suicide. And if his spouse could have just known the signs of what he was going through, because everyone that we talked to from work had no clue. He was strong. They didn't see those signs. And I'm telling you right now, as a spouse of 33 years, just like I told Donald, you need to see some help. I knew that was not his personality and there was something beyond that was bothering him. And if you talk to everybody about my husband, they're like, how does he deal with all that stress? He's so positive. And for everyone else, he is always positive. With me, he gets to let down that shield. You know, and he's still a positive man, but he gets to let down that shield. And I become, you know, like I said, that bouncing board for him that he can vet and tell me different things. So I would love to see where, if anything comes out of this, that we can find a solution, you know, find a couple or um, psychologists or that would be able to be on board or chaplains that would be able to be on board that we can hand out the phone number and say, here, when we're talking with those spouses for Hope for Heroes, here, here's a hotline you can call. Yes, I would love that. You know, I would love it, Tammy, if you, when you come on, you could kind of head that up and do something because we need that. And, and it is, it's a scary thing when, you know, huh, you'd commit suicide and it is a, it's a lonely world when you've got those kind of challenges and you, you want to tell your wife cause you love her, but you know, she's the way she's going to react and all that. They need some counseling. So let's make hope for heroes. That'll be one of our missions is to at least have a phone number. They can call, have somebody they can talk to some counseling situation. So, wow, that's some great information. And I thought by now they'd have that course under control, but it's just, no. it's, it's just, it's just a, a different kind of deal. Well, you know, I know I'm taking a lot of your time and I do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk with us for a little bit. And it is a blessing to have you involved and have you coming on to, to uh, on the board of hope for heroes, because we're all about helping the officer. It's all about, you know, we serve those who serve us and, your husband and you, what a de- what an amazing, dedicated couple. And I want to thank you so much for your positive influence that you have on everybody. Every time I talk with you, every time I see you with anybody, it's such a positive influence you and Donald have on people. And it's an honor and a blessing to even be your friend and have you with Hope for Heroes. So I want to oh, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Really. I appreciate it. You know, and anything, it, it's first responders are extremely dear to my heart. And it, I see what they go through. And if there's anything at all 
that I can do that. And this is a lifelong mission. This isn't something that when Donald retires in two years, I'm walking away from. This is something that I truly believe in. And if we can impact some lives and some marriages, then I want to be a part of that. Yes. Well, you're going to be, and I appreciate that. And like folks, you know, I'm just a civilian and we're the ones that can change lives by understanding, by giving these guys a hug, by helping make come alongside of them, the wives, everybody. That's why at Hope for Heroes, when the families come almost every weekend now, we have families in and we give them a greeting to let them know how much we love them, how much we care and what they mean to us. And then we want to go on from there to continue to, to be able to help them however we can. And so just remember that when you're out there and see an officer, they go through a lot more things than we have any idea of. So, well, Miss Tammy, you give your husband Donald a hug from Hope for Heroes here in Bernie, Texas. We want to thank you folks for taking the time to listen to the weight of the badge because a wife that's even, even though you're not a, um, you're not an officer, Tammy, we realize how much that with the weight of the badge weighs on the wives and the spouses of, of, uh, of the officer. So I thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. I do it for us. And I do it for them. And I ain't gonna buckle under the weight of the past. Hey, folks. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that. It's amazing what these men and women do as they carry the weight of the badge. And we sometimes forget how incredible they are. But they're called to do what they do. So you know what? When you see one, give them a wave, give them a smile. Things are tough out there for all of us sometimes. So take some time for yourself. Spend a little time in church and with your family. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Hope for Heroes, Texas. It doesn't weigh a lot Until you put it on And the way